the Defenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. I'm Mel. I'm Matt. And I'm Robin. I thought Mel forgot for a minute then. I was like, oh, no. I was like, I give it a pause. I was like, give it a pause just in case it's not me, and then I'm going to spin it. You kind of said you did it for dramatic effect. It was planned. So all the listeners were like, did did they forget again? Oh, no. She's giving us a pause, a pause, a pause. That's right. I just quoted Lady Gaga on the podcast. Wow. Thank you. Well, well I, that's a reference for the kids. Uh, I don't get it. <laughs> I host a karaoke night. <laughs> <laughs> and we have two very special guests for this. This this is a very special episode of Defenders Podcast, which sounds so. like we're going to be like with a PSA or something, but we're not. We're going to um, learn about <laughs> STDs. There's a trap in a fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so joining us today are Derek and John from the Defenders TV podcast. Yay! Hello, hello. Thanks for coming along, guys. I feel Thank like you for having us. Like our 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 brother from another mother podcast type thing. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. We, we're always chatting. We're like always like swapping little little tips and news and stuff on Facebook, which is really cool and it's really nice. Like having you guys obviously covering it as well, but yeah, it's, it's cool. I'm glad you guys got to come on, and obviously you guys got to meet Robin in San Diego. Yeah, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> try, try to live up to. We wish we were in San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I was in San Diego. I wouldn't be so cold. England is is too cold now. London. Oh, I think we're having a polar vortex or something. Um, so yeah. So thanks for coming on, guys. Um, just in case anyone doesn't listen to your your podcast as well, and you should listen as you should listen to both. Listen to both guys, of course, for the full Defenders experience. I guess I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, tell us a bit about your podcast because you um obviously you cover the Defenders as well as we do, but you also cover lots of other stuff as well. That's right, uh, yeah, for the Defenders TV podcast, we started in about February uh, of this year, um, covering some of the some of the uh, preludes to Daredevil. Um, started out with the Daredevil movie, obviously, and some of the trailers, <laughs> uh, that was great fun, um, to really prepare ourselves for the excellent show that we got, we started out with the Ben Affleck film. Because um, uh, it can only go up from there. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. that's definitely what we learned. Uh, and then we went into uh, Agent Carter, which aired in the UK um, in September, so we were looking to kind of have that in between the two uh, the two shows, and now we're we're kind of winding down our coverage for um for for going into Jess, Jessica Jones, which starts on the twentieth next Friday. So, um, done loads of podcasts now. We're on our did our thirtieth episode this week. Um, yeah, so uh, so loads going on. Yeah, and we've we've done some of the the films as well. Like we did um Age of Ultron, um, and then also um the not so say Fantastic Four reboot. Um, <laughs> so we, we we've done a few of the films as well. Um, and then, of course, we also cover Gotham on Gotham TV podcast. Um, and I branched out into a bit of horror uh, and cookery with Hannibal, actually, uh, over the summer. <laughs> so I had a look at um, season three of Hannibal uh, with Irene, who um, was on the Defenders TV mm-hmm. podcast as well for Daredevil. Um, and that was good fun. We made that a bit more adult, so... Um, uh, a lot more swearing and a lot more talk about dismembered bodies, um, <laughs> couples with how to make the best coffee and what uh, fine wine to have with some kind of ornate meal. <laughs> I think someone like made a supercut of Hannibal, didn't they? And it's just all the scenes of Mads Mikkelsen preparing food. 
because yeah. and it's amazing and I could just sit and watch Hannibal and it's just him preparing food because it's just like food porn it's like the Marks and Spencer yeah, it's like it's wonderful yeah that's so absolutely. cool absolutely you're kind of there looking at it going that looks really tasty or sometimes maybe not so tasty a bit gross <laughs> and then the next thing someone's like killed brutally and you're like going I'm still enjoying the food that he prepared a while back and in my mind. It's it very odd. I would yeah. totally eat a meal prepared by him. Oh, yeah. 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 Although I think if, if you're going to try a uh, long pig, you, you know, you might as well have him make it for you. Pig. <laughs> It'll be the best tasty rather than like, you know, like maybe, I don't know, trying to think of another cannibal character. I can't think of one. <laughs> you know, but he would be... It would be the Zombies? best to be prepared. Yeah, like, you know, rather than a, a zombie to prepare. Actually, um, I was going to say, like, I, you know, I cover the guy's zombie show, um, and uh, they've been stepping up their food porn game, too. That she's got <laughs> to eat a brain to solve a case, and every time she comes up with a new dish, and, oh, my God, brain poppers look amazing. Ooh. <laughs> amazing. They don't sound amazing. <laughs> oh, they looked really good. Mmm. <laughs> Mm, Excellent. But other than Hannibal, yeah, so we we do cover uh, Defenders, obviously Daredevil. Um, slight, I think that very differently from, from you guys, um, I think. Um, we kind of cover it with a, from a five-point structure uh, mm-hmm. where we where we take the idea is that each one of us comes up with five points that, we, that we're interested in the episodes, and then uh, once we get to the end, we decide whether we defend the episode or not uh, from <laughs> oh, each excellent. other's attacks, which is kind of the idea. Um, hey, Claire, so, we yeah. should steal that. Write me down now. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to do six points. (laughs) I think we defended everything except the Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, I don't blame you. That (laughs) fantastic. Oh, that was. Yeah, that was but as one of my closest friends said, you have to watch the terrible, terrible stuff to know what's actually good. So I think we've uh, we've definitely learned that from Fantastic Four. The saddest thing about these (laughs) things for me about that Fantastic Four film is that we've now had four Fantastic Four films, and the one that got Doctor Doom the most accurate is the Roger Corman one that was never made to be released. (laughs) Like that's terrible, and it's probably actually in some ways. The best Fantastic Four adaptation of like no, the comic. Come on, the, of the comic. Of the okay, of the comics, yes. but I'm not saying it's the movie. best film. No, <laughs> oh broomstick, Mister Fantastic Arms. No, no, no. But you know, in some ways, it's the most accurate. Yeah, but I think the Lego, the Lego video games have covered the Fantastic Four better than the film. Yeah, that's true. But it turns into a big teapot or something like that. Yeah, Mr. Fantastic, you can like jump around as a teapot. It's adorable. <laughs> Aww. It's really... I, just, I just want to play that game so I can do free, like, um, you know, free roaming. I, I don't know game speak, Matt. I'm sorry, but is <laughs> it free roam? Whatever, when I mean, you just run around. I just want to do that around New York as Daredevil, just having, just bumping into people. I wouldn't even want to play the game. I just want to live live vicariously through little Lego Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. <laughs> That's true, and you, and you can play as Luke Cage in this as well. It's great. You can, you can even, like, like commandeer a, a car GTA style as Daredevil and drive it around. No! <laughs> dangerous. We saw how that ended in the Daredevil Ben Affleck movie. It's <laughs> a lot of walls. Well, I know um, Brad, who does the other podcast with me, was really happy with the Lego Marvel game because he got to play as Modok, and Modok's like his favourite character, <laughs> which is just a little head in a chair now, if you haven't seen Modok. He's kind of quite creepy and adorable. He looks a bit like Krang from Turtles. I, I know what the doc stands for, but what's the Mo stand for? 
no idea. It's something something designed only for killing. Oh, mental organism. Yeah, I think. is it? Oh, that's amazing. That's 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 in the one of the Squirrel Girl comics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. yeah. Um, okay, cool. So I was going to say, I was going to actually ask you guys because you covered Agent Carter, mm-hmm. um, which is a series that I also love. It, it's going to be really interesting to go from that, which is the first female-led Marvel series that they've done, to now Jessica Jones and see the difference, which is the only female-led one out of the Defenders. Um, the fact that we have two female-led Marvel shows is awesome. Isn't it? Um, but is that something you're looking forward to, like seeing how it compares them doing it, you know, on ABC, I, I think it's ABC oh, abs- in the States, and how they're going to do it on Netflix? Yeah, absolutely. I think that one of the big things that we kind of took from taking uh, Agent Carter and looking at it from a podcasting standpoint really is that uh, that it was really about the empowerment of women during during the 40s. It was a really strong mm-hmm. um, side of the show and really enjoyable to watch. Um, whereas Jessica seems to be just a, a very complex character um, yeah. and really interesting, very a very different character. I think she probably could easily be a male character or a female character. And I think that's one of the strengths of what we've seen so far of the, the Netflix show is that it, it's not just because she's a woman, it is, is that she is a woman with a very complex backstory and mm-hmm. a very complex history, which is going to be really exciting to cover. Which is great when they do that with, with, um, with characters because it means they're writing it, the character character first and not... Mm being uh you know everything's not being dictated by their you know gender or whatever like that you know it's very exciting i could and uh, yeah we could talk about a another character um but i'm not going to uh i'm going to just wink at uh at everyone apart from matt and mel wink wink guys wink wink <laughs> <laughs> sorry matt and mel <laughs> um, Sorry, so, you're laughing evilly. Don't laugh at us. <laughs> pointing and laughing in the Canadian spaces. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I, I when you brought up Agent Carter, though, I, I did was taken back as I was reminded of the the huge loss that Twitter had when uh, Haley Atwell recently left it. It's just a, a horrific loss from tw- Twitter because she's so funny. And I have no idea why. I don't even know. Yeah, she loved Twitter. Yeah, it was on on Thursday, wasn't it? Yeah, she said she wanted to take some time out. But I did love the story of why she went on Twitter in the first place was because there were a lot of people impersonating her. Um, and she yeah. said, I can do this much funnier than you guys. So, yeah. <laughs> so I went on and did that, and she totally proved it. The dub smashes oh, yeah. were hilarious. Oh, yeah. Hayley was awesome. I really, I really want them to get, um, with the dub smashes, like get um, Daredevil, the Daredevil crew or the Netflix crew involved in that as well. So it's like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. versus Agent Carter versus, you know, Daredevil. Because you had James Darcy doing the Agent Carter dub, dub smashes, and he's like Charlie Cox's best friend. They're like best mates in real life. So get him involved as well. Get Charlie Cox doing it. It would be awesome. <laughs> if you're listening, Marvel, listen. Get them on it as well. Uh, so speaking of Daredevil, um, I wanted to, I thought we could just do a bit of quick discussion, kind of looking back on Daredevil, because obviously it's been um, sort of six months since it was released. It hasn't been six months since uh, Robin Mattamel saw the last episode <laughs> as newbie. Sorry, guys. Feels like it, though. <laughs> uh, I, actually, I actually re-watched the entire series in the last couple of weeks as well, which was quite cool in preparation for Jessica Jones. But I just thought we could talk a little bit about sort of what our favourite bits from it were, um, like favourite characters or whatever, and just what we we kind of would like them to carry over to season two and sort of the feel of uh, and carry over to Jessica Jones as well. And any bits that you were like, oh, you know, I hope they kind of change that up or anything like that, really. So, Robin, go. <laughs> <laughs> I I think uh, Mel actually would say it best. Uh, so. 
I mean, I of course love threw me under the bus. Um, I did. I did actually just watch uh, Mark Mockingjay Part One last night. I totally forgot that um, Eldon Henson has no lines in that movie because he's 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 a uh, mute. (laughs) So I was surprised by that. So I'm glad he's getting more lines on Daredevil, Um, and definitely would love to see uh, more of Foggy. Just just to make uh, you know the the Foggy haters. You know, just uh, feel even worse and worse and worse um, because they deserve it. Uh, <laughs> I really hope they just keep, um, you know, capturing that that atmosphere of New York. Uh, the fact that Hell's Kitchen isn't Hell's Kitchen anymore; it's it's Brooklyn. But it it just I just love the atmosphere, the the grittiness. Everything's always seems to be wet, <laughs> you know, and dark. And I I, I really just hope they keep that up um and you know <clears throat> as i said before i'm i'm i became used to that daredevil costume um at new york comic-con because i was seeing it all the time <laughs> and in full light <clears throat> and uh you know i i hope we see some uh you know real just superhero stuff i want to see him you know save a bus full of children or uh you know, uh, stop a robbery. You know, something different than just just that one specific. I'm going to take down a criminal empire goal. You know, some mm. superhero stuff. Okay. And if Punisher is going to be in it, I want him to be the Punisher. I want oh, him to brutally yeah. murder people. <laughs> <laughs> Do not dumb down the Punisher. Absolutely. Well, I it's think, funny. Yeah, I you just, know, you need you need the. That's why I love. Um, I love. I, I actually love all three Punisher movies that they've done. But my favorite is Punisher Warzone because I love how over the top and ridiculous it is, like the violence, <laughs> which is what you need for the Punisher because the character is over the top. Um, and that's that's actually links in with something else I was going to discuss later, which was. A lot of people have been sort of saying, oh, we need a Punisher TV series as well, but I I don't think we do. I always think the Punisher is a better character um, as a kind of supporting character, a bit like Elektra. I never think that the char- those two characters are really strong enough to carry like a long, a long series on their own, if you know what I mean, because I, I think they're not as complex as some of the others, and I think they're better foils to some of the other characters. I remember him popping up in the old Spider-Man 90s cartoon. Yeah. 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 Those white boots. Yeah, Yeah, the white boots! I actually have a little white-booted Punisher on my desk as well, a little bobblehead. His outfit is adorable. I just Um, just reread, well, I just read, actually, for the first time, the Welcome Home Frank um, mm -hmm. series, and I just... Fantastic. Just, I, I guess I just don't get the Punisher. I'm like, okay, so he's like a mass murderer. All right. <laughs> you know, I mean, I understand like some people deserve it, you know, but also like, I just love to see him just kind of not execute every single person. <laughs> that he runs into. I never said, I, I never said I liked him. I just said that's who he is and that's what he should do. <laughs> oh, no, no. Yeah, I know. I, I'm just, I, I'm not um, indebting your love of him. I'm just saying, um, I'm just saying that I just don't get Punisher. <laughs> That's why I'm excited for him. Oh, sorry, go on, go on. I, I was just going to say, I have to say that the, the run that I absolutely love is Garth Ennis's run on the Max mm-hmm. Comics uh-huh. for, for The Punisher. I just think that absolutely fantastic run. Um, and he went on to kind of to, to work with my favorite character, Nick Fury, and do some great stories for uh, over <laughs> oh. over the Max series. So. You like Punisher and Nick Fury? I'm a weird guy. Did you did you play <laughs> that, that old uh, side-scrolling beat-em-up game? 
Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, like the Genesis and the Super Nintendo. Yeah, it wasn't Crazy. that old when I played it either. I bought it, I bought it the day it came out. Nice. <laughs> it was so random. It's just like, it's a Punisher game. Oh, and Player 2 with Nick Fury. <laughs> I guess it was probably pretty cheap to get the rights to. <laughs> was it like, um, was it pre-Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury then? Way before yes. Sam Jackson. It was. It would have Somewhere been like Castle Rock, Nick Fury. That's David Hoff, actually. Just Hoff. You guys know that, right? Totally off topic. <laughs> I don't know what Robin said. <laughs> we shall never know what you said, Robin. It's lost to time. Uh, okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, I was going to say, in regards to the Punisher, I I'm really excited for season two of Daredevil because of the inclusion of the Punisher, because I really like them um, as a a characters going up against each other because, you know, the quote Stephen Denight when season one was coming out, he basically said Daredevil is um, one bad day away from becoming the Punisher. But, you know, he doesn't. And I love that. And I love the fact, uh, I love uh, the difference in in the two characters, the way the two characters deal with stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I think when I've been re-watching season one in the last couple of weeks, I something that Matt you mentioned when we were covering season one um, was that there wasn't enough interaction between like Karen and Foggy and Matt as friends before they kind of split at the end and I really agree like I really picked up on that this time I was like I would love to see that in season two just them being buddies Um, you know more more Nelson and Murdoch please in the office and them working together that would be great. Yeah, I, I actually hope um, because there was that little, real small moment where um, there was the shooter on the roof, and yeah. I think we it looked like Bullseye in, or uh, an early form of uh, of him, and I kind of hope maybe that's followed through into season two as well. Um, I love those types of continuity things where they they have a little Easter egg or a little snippet in there that then ultimately gets kind of fleshed out a bit more, either within the same season or suddenly it crops up. Um, And that, I think, would be... um, a really good one uh, for me. I'm looking forward to Frank Castle as well. But I think, um, I think Claire, you're right. I think they're better foils, so I hope they play him kind of like that. Mm. Um, definitely. Um, and I'm really, I'm really sad that James Wesley isn't around. Yeah. Uh, I, I loved Toby Leonard more in season one. I thought what he brought to that role was like amazing because yeah. I it was a character I wasn't expecting to go wow that's really good but he was funny just his interaction with um Fisk mm-hmm. and how he was like the 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 broom for for Fisk uh, brushing up the problems the messes I loved that uh, I thought it was really good um so I, I'm a bit sad that he's not around actually mm. Um, cause I, I thought he was really good. Um, and I loved, I loved the, I know it was a big violent scene. Um, so maybe Hannibal's wearing off on me too much. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it was like, I loved the, the, the head in the door oh, yeah. uh, scene, but I just loved it because of James Wesley's, um, sort of how, how he just try not to look at this horror that's going on right now. Mm. Handkerchief. It was like uh, I thought that was a great little. Well, it was a great big moment actually. But um, I think it it was brought or tempered a bit just by uh, Wesley's uh, reaction to it. It, the, the, it was the normal reaction of I don't want to see this. 
I can't see it. It's too horrific. Mm. But he obviously works for a, a, a horrific, violent man. So yeah, he admires him so much. Like yeah. Yeah, he really admires this. Yeah, I agree. Like Toby Leonard Moore's delivery of when he says hi to the kids when he's leaving the bowling alley in episode three is still one of my favorite moments in the entire series. <laughs> just like hi <laughs> i'm just like I just, it just makes me laugh so much it's so funny yeah, so here's a question do you guys yeah, think like any of you do, you do you think that we will see or would you like to see um like fisk wilson fisk show up in daredevil season two or in jessica jones even if not like vincent d'onofrio by name yes that would be definitely because i was wondering if I don't know, because there's, there's that Daredevil run, and I think it's by Brubacker, mm-hmm. where he's in prison, mm-hmm. and he kind of outs uh, Daredevil, and oh, Matt Murdock, mm-hmm. um, in there, and, and there's a whole, it also linked in with, um, the, I think with Iron Fist as well, if I remember Civil right. War, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and um, that could be a really interesting little twist, that kind of revenge from behind bars kind of thing. Um mm-hmm. Or even at least the start of that, because, I mean, I'm hopeful that there's going to be a season three of Daredevil, so you could do the long game on it. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I would love to see Fisk back. I thought, um, it, because as well, um, oh, I can't remember her name now, his, uh, his girlfriend. Uh, Vanessa. Vanessa, yeah. Like, that was such a good relationship that developed, and, like, she's obviously... Um, hell-bent on revenge, potentially. And, and that plays into that um, story arc of Brubacker's as well, mm-hmm. um, where she's in Italy, I think. Um, so you never know. That could be some kind of direction for it. Pulling John back from comic spoilers over here. <laughs> well, that is true. Sorry. Yeah. I, That's I fine. There was alpha. nothing super spoily there. It's fine. Nope. It's fine. <laughs> I will, if there is, I'll, uh, I have the snipe on the roof opposite you, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you can take out Delete. <laughs> well, we joke, I mean, when we, when we spoke to Tommy Walker, who plays Francis, we joke, you know, he's the only, the only survivor apart from Vanessa to sort get away so season two is going to be like the revenge of francis <laughs> he's changed his name to frank castle and then he comes back and has revenge there, yeah, there we go it'd be awesome um and we know that a lot of the cast would love to come back like like peter shinkoda really wants to come back to daredevil so and nobu you know could potentially come back with what they sort of said and um we know uh i really the person i really want to see come back i want a little appearance by john patrick hayden as as Jack Murdoch. I have no idea how, because Skylar is obviously older now. He played Little Matt, but I just, I I love him so much as Jack Murdoch. I just want him to come back in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, you can definitely do flashbacks, definitely. Yeah. Well, if, you know, you could maybe reveal more about, like I've said before, about Matt's mom and all that, and have it in the, you know, the early days of her and Jack's relationship without going into spoilers. But I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, that definitely. little original yeah. Sin flashback would be interesting. That That's what I'm thinking, yeah, the original yeah. Sin one, which, yeah, that would be, that would be cool if, if they did it well. Uh, yeah, well, it's one of my, the things I preferred out of Mark, Mark Wade's run. I can't speak in the comics recently. Um, which also leads me to the Purple Man, because Mark Wade included the character of the Purple Man, a.k.a. Kilgrave, in his latest run, which was one of my favourite depictions of that <laughs> character. So creepy. Um, yeah, so obviously we know David Tennant's going to be in Jessica James as the villain. Um, Matt and Mel haven't seen any trailers, and they haven't seen the first episode, like you guys, and Cheetah Cheetah Pumpkin Eater Robin. Um, I love pumpkins. You do love pumpkins, <laughs> so yeah. 
Um, Matt and Matt, without, like, obviously you haven't seen anything and sort of the little bits that you have heard, like, what, what are you guys expecting from Jessica Jones and what are you sort of hoping we'll get in the show, even if it's just like a, like, what you've picked up on from the Daredevil show? Mm. Uh, I, all I know about Jessica Jones is that she used to be a superhero. Mm-hmm. I think now she's a private detective. But maybe she's not. Maybe she's just a bum like Hancock or something. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Nothing like out, Hancock. Hancock drinking with Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's that's a unique that's a unique thing for uh, for superhero shows to show the post superhero career mm-hmm. thing. So I'm interested to see yeah. what that's like and what and I and there's been delusions that there's something bad happening and I'm pretty sure I know what that is considering I know what the Purple Man is known for and what he can do. Um, He's great at interior decorating. In <laughs> yes, <laughs> if you like purple. Yeah, if you, yeah. yeah. Like Hawkeye purple loves man. the Purple Man. <laughs> so I'm interest, interested to see how how raw they get with that kind of thing and see if they'll... Not that I want to see anything particularly brutal, but I don't want them to shy away from realities of this either. But, I don't know, Mel, what are your expectations or hopes for this? I have none. You have <laughs> zero idea about anything that's going on. I love I love Mel's just, like, brand new going into each show. Oh. <laughs> I don't get excited. I don't get excited for stuff. So mm. I think that's cool, though. I think that's a good way of going into it. Like I try and temper my my expectations. Mm. It's harder with with like these shows because obviously I'm kind of following every spoiler, you know, everything like that, you know, to be up to date. But I I do try and lower my expectations to an extent so I don't get overly excited for things. Like I did with Avengers two, which was good because I. I thought it was okay, but I am with like the Star Wars coming out. I'm not really watching trailers or anything like that. I'm just, you know, gonna sort of go in with a open mind. So I think that's quite a nice way to to watch things. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'd love to. I'd love to. I think I've I, I think I've spoiled myself on practically everything I've seen in the last three or four years. <laughs> um, but but ended off liking and enjoying them in the end, I suppose, which is good. But I'd love to be not spoiled on something. Yeah, it's so hard though if you, if you know if you're on the internet a lot because there's just spoilers everywhere. Yeah. It is possible to avoid them, but if you're like looking at spoilers for something else it's so easy to get spoiled on other things it's just like no it's true yes yes matt mel robin and i know this well from being on many you know intro casts and things and knowing people that are in intro casts yes i'm still amazed that the guys over on potential cast managed to avoid so many buffy spoilers for years (laughs) yeah cool uh so with um the rest of the Marvel stuff, obviously, you guys have covered Agent Carter. You've, you're up to date on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I guess, like, however, like, the ones that have aired. Like, Matt and Mel, did you, did you watch anything that came out sort of after Daredevil, like, Marvel-wise? Like, did you so catch any of the shows or Ant-Man or anything like that? We Ant-Man, Ant-Man, no. Uh, we saw the Fantastic Four, because it was free. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best way to see it. We've, 
thing of that. It was awful, but it was free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we didn't. We have never seen any Agents of Shield stuff. The only Marvel thing I've been kind of following is Squirrel Girl. That's about it. That's a comic. That's the only comic I read, guys. <laughs> what a choice! Interesting one. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. That's pretty cool. Have you guys read it? It's actually really good. Yeah. I've not read it. I've heard really good things. I'm so behind on comics. So at the moment, the only ones I'm reading is is the monthly Daredevil that comes out. Although I also get Moon Knight, but I'm a few issues behind. I've mm. got. I really want to reread Immortal Iron Fist. Um, oh, that's great. Again, I haven't had time to read it, and um, I really want to get all of the um, issues of Ms. Marvel, the new one. Oh, um, nice. But I haven't been able to catch up yet, and I, I'm kind of I, I'm up to date on the Charles Saul She-Hulk, which I love, although not a fan of the art, which we've discussed before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know Matt really doesn't like the artwork. Uh, um, I really want to read it too. I wish I could read it. I just can't get past it. Yeah, the artwork no. is, but I'm looking forward to seeing what what he does with um, writing Daredevil because he's the new writer, oh. um, particularly as he wrote She-Hulk, and obviously both characters are attorneys, and he was he was also an attorney. Um, so I'm looking forward to his work on that, but there's just like not enough time to read all the comics that there are, unfortunately. Speaking of yeah. Squirrel Girl, uh, the uh, they rebooted it, so this is uh, the one <laughs> already. Already, it's uh, the wow. cover. The, co- the cover of the comic had uh, it said only our second number one issue this year, <laughs> or something. <laughs> but uh, but they changed they changed her <laughs> the official stance on her. She's no longer a mutant. Oh this. really? Yeah. So oh, that she opens a human. <laughs> I no, uh, they didn't say it. Did they? Okay. She's not an human. I can't right? remember. She. They just basically said her powers are not mutant. She just basically half squirrel. Yeah. Well, I am now yeah, annoyed. She's just a squirrel. In my in my Marvel tarot deck, she is under the section mutants. I'm very annoyed. They changed it on you, but I. But did they change? But did they change it so they? But did they change it so they can make a uh, squirrel girl TV show or put her in the Avengers? Maybe. I don't want a movie with her though. I just I I'd rather they do an animated series or something. Or, yeah. I think that would be really cool. But, yes, yeah. It's a bit too meta. I I mean I'm looking forward to Deadpool, but I still don't understand how the Deadpool movie's gonna work. You know, I'm looking forward to it, but I again I I'm kind of like with Deadpool. I think he's more of a supporting character. I don't think mm-hmm. he can carry a movie. You know, he's a supporting character, except in uh, the one film he has been a supporting character where they uh, where they ruined it in in, uh, in Wolverine Origins. Uh, yeah, the, the the one that they're brushing under the carpet and going, yeah. pay no attention to that movie; it doesn't exist. <laughs> exactly. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay, Fox. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I have to mention something in regards to Squirrel Girl, Mel, that you might enjoy in an issue of uh, New Avengers, maybe. I think Secret Avengers. I don't know. I get them all mixed up. I'm terrible. One of the listeners will probably correct me. Um, a few years ago, there was a scene where Squirrel Girl was flirting with with Daredevil, and, like really flirting, and he was just kind of like, "Oh, you smell like squirrel, gross." <laughs> and then when she kind of skipped away after flirting with him, it's one of my favorite images of Daredevil ever, and I might put it in the group. And it's just his face, kind of almost looking at the reader, like, Ugh. and it just says, Ugh, "Squirrel Girl." <laughs> She's adorable, though, because she is. Yes. But obviously, Matt Murdock has enhanced senses, so to him, she smells like squirrel. Aww. And he's like, no, you're okay. I like how in the comic, in the recent comic, she uh, she stuffs her tail into her pants, and she just passes it off as she's got, like, a big bubble butt. <laughs> 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 
Wow. So, do you guys like? Do you think you guys will check out Agents of Shield or Agent Carter, or are you are you kind of not really that fast? No. No. Yeah. I don't. I th- I'm, if it shows up on Netflix sometime, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I think Agent Agents of Shield, like I, I I watch it. I I think it's okay. I'm I'm still of the opinion that Coulson should have stayed dead, and a lot of people are upset at me for saying that. But I I am. You know, I I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm <very laughs> I, I kind of wish he, he stayed dead because I'm very much of the opinion you need characters who stay dead to in order for death to mean anything. There's only two characters in the Marvel Universe that have ever stayed dead. I know, but I mean Uncle the TV series. Been, yeah. right, but one of them is Uncle Ben, who's been res- resurrected for, what, five Spider-Man movies now? <laughs> so, yeah, true. Uh, so it definitely doesn't work in the, in the TV and movie universe. Um, but for me, I've, I've been watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. since the start, and I've been, uh, I've been defending it to everybody, uh, <laughs> and was proven right once, uh, once Civil War came out and they changed the show completely, and, uh, yeah, and everybody yeah. thinks it's fantastic, so, you know. I think it's yes, always I was very told good off. when it, oh, go on, go on, sorry. <laughs> I was told off. <laughs> I, was, I, I think I was with uh, a lot of people where it was just, Okay, I don't mind it. I didn't have a p- problem, but I wasn't necessarily invested to come back week in, week out. And mm. uh, and then it connected in with Civil War, and I was like... Sorry, um, Soldier, wasn't it? Sorry, yeah. my fault. Um, sorry, Winter Soldier. Yeah. And um, so I was like, that's brilliant, um, because they, I think they had promised it with uh, the second Thor movie, mm-hmm. and it was horrendous. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it was like, terrible. We've come to clean up the mess in London, kind of thing, and <laughs> we kind of expect them there with disinfectant spray and Hoover's yeah. uh, stuff like this. It was. But that was the episode where Agents Shield visited Dublin, which was quite cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I told you, there's something good in every episode. But now I'm really <laughs> invested in. Like, season two and now with the third season, really good. So I think the third I season find it goes for me back and forth, is, back and forth. Yeah, it goes back and forth for me as well. Like, season season one, I was a bit... Mm. And then when it... I think it's best when it completely ties in with what's happening in the movies. I do think that is, is when Definitely. it's best. And um, season two, I, I, I'm i not hugely interested anyway in the Marvel stuff, the kind of more cosmic stuff. I like Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's not like I'm chomping at the bit for the Inhumans movie, because that's always been the area that I'm least interested in, probably because it's the area that's furthest away from the area I most love, which is the street level stuff like the Daredevil and um, Moon Knight, you know, and the, the street level characters. And I think that's why I love Agent Carter. And out of the Avengers, my favorite is probably Captain America because they are almost like the most grounded, you know, characters in it um, that could basically cross over with um, with with characters like Daredevil. Whereas I don't see Daredevil crossing over with Inhumans, even though obviously it does in the comics. You know, they cross over all over the place. But so I just don't have much interest. However. Season two, Carl McLaughlin, not just because, you know, he's Agent Dale Cooper and was like one of my first loves, along with Jareth the Goblin King. Um, but, you know, he was an absolute delight and for me stole every scene he was in and I loved him in, in the show. So that kind of brought me, like made me interested again. And now 
um, yeah, I'm kind of like, yeah. you know, it, it, like, I'm with Robin, it kind of comes and goes. I'd love for them to cross over with Netflix, though. Like, I'd love for Coulson to need a lawyer and, you know, to, to get a mention of Nelson and Murdoch. But, you yeah, know. I was full sure last year when we were at, uh, when we were at New York Comic Con and they announced Daredevil. Um, yeah. the, the actor who plays Phil Coulson Clark, Greg, was actually there for, for it as well. Uh, and I was full sure the whole reason he was in New York was to was to record his uh, his cameo. I went through the full 13 episodes of Daredevil waiting for his cameo <laughs> in Daredevil. And then I was like, oh, okay, they haven't done it. And now, by the end of the 13 episodes, I kind of understand why. This is way too yeah. violent to put Clark Gregg in there. Yeah. Way too much to be watching this violent show, you know? You can't imagine Clark Gregg turning up with, like, a space gun in Daredevil. <laughs> You'd be like, hmm, yeah. okay. But, however, like, obviously, Charlie Cox did the, the Ice Bucket Challenge last year, and he did it again this year as well. And and um, this year, he last year he nominated, I think, uh, he got nominated by Vincent D'Onofrio, but I think his nominations were uh, Felicity Jones and Eddie Redmayne, who he was in um, A Theory of Everything with, mm-hmm. I, I believe. This year, interestingly, he nominated John Bernthal, who's obviously the Punisher, but he also nominated Clark Gregg. And I was like, so he has hung out with Clark Gregg. Hmm. That made you me put on my little conspiracy cap. Sorry? <laughs> I'm working on your PI theories here. I know. <laughs> it makes me put on my like conspiracy hat and go, hmm, maybe. Maybe so he just hates. Maybe season two. Maybe he maybe. just hates Greg and he's jealous of his of his character. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all the dumped cold water over him. Yeah. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it would be great. I would. I would like to see that crossover. I still am not sure about crossover with the movies. I think it would be cool. A lot of people are like really hoping we'll get crossover with the Civil War movie and the Netflix shows. I'm kind of okay if we don't because you know I don't think the Daredevil that we have in in the Marvel Cinematic Universe hasn't been established long enough um, for that. Uh, and also in the comics, I mean, people are saying he has to be in it because he was in it in the comics. And it's like, yes, but in the comics, it wasn't actually Matt Murdock. It was, you know, Matt Murdock was elsewhere. It was actually Iron Fist. It was Danny Rand. So I'm kind of OK with him not being in it. Um, but uh, there, was, there was a weird moment when I was watching uh, Age of Ultron, I must say, just right at the start, I think, mm-hmm. when everybody is hanging out in uh, in Avengers <laughs> Tower, I guess, or Tony Stark's Tower. Where I was, there's a there's a shot out over the city, and I just I had this it had this feeling going just down there. Daredevil's fighting with Kingpin. It's quite cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just cool. The way it's shot. Yeah, it's cool. It's kind of like funny. Like some people said that that you know they're saying when the Avengers are congratulating themselves at that party at the start, like Matt Murdock's lying almost dead in a dumpster because he's trying to save this one little boy that they could all save in like 30 <laughs> seconds and it's like they're all up in the tower going yay champagne and then meanwhile <laughs> up above them in space like a baby tree is dancing to michael jackson it's like it's just so bizarre <laughs> yeah, but it, it makes it really awesome yeah so would you guys like to see um obviously because you guys are up to date on the movies and everything that have come out would you guys like to see more crossover from the movies and the netflix shows and agent carter and everything in future or do you think they've kind of got it at a decent level now um, i'd like i'd like the tv shows to cross over with the movies because they haven't really done that yet have they yeah uh, not re- they they've kind of crossed over more the movies into the tv series like they've had some characters like uh, uh, I guess I'm not I'm not um, counting uh, Agents of Shield. I mean the Netflix oh, okay. shows. I want them to cross over with the cinematic and Agents of Shield and like just so they feel connected at least. Yeah, I would love to see like Spider Man go up against Kingpin, like little little Tom Holland go up against Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> that 
it's all gonna it's all gonna feel empty and pointless unless until the X Men are involved as well, though. To me, <laughs> I don't agree. I honestly, I'm honestly happy if the X Men, like for me, don't get involved. Like a lot of people want them to, you know, they're like, oh, they need to be. But the X Men to me is like such a big thing on its own. It can carry its own cinematic universe. Because there's so many characters and it's so big. Yeah. Like if we got Fantastic Four in the MCU, that would be great. Even though I'm not a big oh. Fantastic Four fan, I just I, I just want to see like you know Tony Stark, Hank Pym, Bruce Banner, and Reed Richards all nerding out together. You know that would be cool. But and I'd love to see you know some of the other properties as well, you know, like you know Punisher and all this kind of thing. But with with X-Men, I'm like, no, I'm okay with them being separate because it's just too big for me. It's like some people, you know, it's like I've never got into the X-Men comics because I'm just like, it's too big as well as like reading and trying to keep on track of what's happening in the rest of Marvel. Yeah, like my hopes hopes and dreams all rest (laughs) on Doctor Strange going into Defenders. Um, Like, I'm a massive Doctor Strange fan. I love that whole... Um, the other realms uh, and the other planes and, and all that. Um, the fact you've got Iron Fist there as well, which is my other great big uh, love in the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he was a defender, the Sanctum Santorium was a base for the defenders when they get together. He's phase three. I'm hoping that they, they link in. It'll be a weird contrast, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Like ground level heroes. Um, you know, street heroes, that kind of level, uh, suddenly coming with the, the master of the mystical arts and so on. But I think that's cool. I, I like that contrast because actually the, the defenders then are really powerful in their own right. Like, yeah. And, and do something very different from the Avengers, which is, um, can be this mystical uh, area, which is probably what the Iron Fist is there for, is that kind of bridge, maybe. And that's what I'm hoping. That's my working theory at the moment. It'll probably all get shot down. I think that's why it's a very sensible decision that they've done it, done the shows in the order they have. You know, they've done Daredevil first. He's probably the most well-known because he's the only one that's had a movie, even though the movie wasn't great. Um, you know, and the most grounded, and then they're going to Jessica Jones, Luke, Luke Cage, and then Iron Fist last, and it's going to slowly introduce this magic element, you know, I, to the the sort of Marvel characters. I think it's a good way of doing it. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to Doctor Strange, and you know, it will be yeah, it'll be interesting because I've I've heard some things saying, you know, obviously Robert Downey Jr. doesn't know how much longer he's going to do the films. I can't remember what his current contract status is now. So a lot of the things I heard when they were casting Doctor Strange was that they were looking for Doctor Strange to almost be the Tony Stark of, like, the future phases, like um, Phase 4 going onwards, if it goes on that long, as in he's kind of like the the central key character, which would make sense because both Stephen Strange and and Tony Stark are quite arrogant characters, you know, and... um, I, I can see the sim- and they both have goatees. Um, and you know, you can see the similarities and it would definitely, if he was kind of the central character to an extent, it would definitely have a, a, a different feel, um, to the, the Marvel universe from Iron Man because it would be much more mystical. Um, and they kind of introduced it as well in Ant Man with, 
the um, I don't know what they called it in Ant Man, but the whole idea of like a different realm when you know they're super shrewd, like the atomic realm or whatever it was called. Yeah, that was pretty. That that got me excited in Ant Man actually. <laughs> Probably the only person in the cinema. <laughs> I was like, oh okay, <laughs> why why am I off my seat sort of looking <laughs> at, the, at the screen? Um, yeah, but as well like with. Um, Black Panther, mm-hmm. um, you've got, and with Tony Stark and with Doctor Strange, if they did get more rights back or shared mm-hmm. rights, say, with other studios, you've got the Illuminati there, yeah. maybe, which could link in nicely with Hulk, a Hulk movie, mm-hmm. possibly. Um, so, I like, yeah, I, I, I think all the crossover stuff is really cool. That's the thing, why I was kind of a bit let down with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with the Thor, Thor 2, because mm-hmm. it just it didn't feel real and but Marvel is just so good at all that crossover between the movies that I hope they definitely bring it in mm. it'd be cool hopefully I feel bad for Mel because we're talking about you know Black Panther and the Illuminati and I just imagine I Mel going what's going on I am Sorry, Mel. currently sewing a pair of pants so it's okay. <laughs> is that because you are the Hulk and you need new purple pants now that is except they're blue I'll probably dye them Mel, Mel Hulk Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Sorry, it's. Um, <laughs> I don't care. It's okay. <laughs> I'm. Um, I'm really excited about Black Panther. I think. Um, uh, you know, I've read some things that are just saying, "Oh, they're just doing a Black Panther movie and a Captain Marvel movie because they're doing like you know because they're token characters, you know, like really stupid things." And I think no, I think they're both awesome characters. Black Panther is is a fascinating character to me anyway because you know he's he's this diplomat as well he's a ruler um but you've got all this mythology as well behind the the black panther persona you know i think that's really cool um and also you you know at the moment we have tony stark being like you know marching around going oh i'm so rich i'm so powerful and then black panther's going to appear and go bitch please come on you know i i have my own country you know with all the, you know, vibranium ever in the world. Shut up. Um, I, that'd be really cool. Has it, ever been an, yeah. has it ever been an issue that Black Panther is named after that movement? <laughs> I don't. I imagine at some point, but I... Wasn't he created around the time that movement was in full swing? I don't know. Lost I don't know that much about I mean, I think he was created in the 70s, maybe? Which was when that was. Yeah. Or exactly that 60s. Time, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Similar to Luke Cage, they were looking for a, for a very spe- specific type of character to represent um, kids who were in college nice. around that time. Yeah. Know, so. yeah. I, ju- I just didn't think the Black Panther... I don't know much about it. I just... I didn't think the Black Panthers were uh, supposed to be a very nice group of people. <laughs> uh, but Black so Panther I, is, is, is lovely. He's very cuddly. That's what I mean. I thought, like, why would, <laughs> why would they name him that if... Uh, if that has a negative connotation, but I don't, does it have a negative, negative connotation? He's scratched really behind the ears. He's, he's anyone's. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's much cuddlier than Black Tarantula, who's another. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, saying about that as well, like Misty Knight was, who's going to be in the Luke Cage show, was hmm. kind of like created almost as a homage to, you know, kind of um, uh, Pam Grier's uh, like Foxy Brown, was it? You know, that kind yeah. of character, almost like, you know, yeah, like black exploitation, which would be interesting to see how much they kind of do that in the Luke Cage show, because, 
it's very of the time and place. But I would love for them to do like for that. I want her to have like an afro and you know like I would love that because I she love still looks like that. She still looks like that in the comics, but I don't think Luke Cage looks like a black exploitation character anymore, does he? Well, Luke Cage sadly has given up his tiara, which breaks my heart every time I think about it. Because I would love Mike Coulter to be running around wearing his tiara. Yeah, but she's that's a different movie. <laughs> yeah, it looks like the Black Panther Party was started in 1966, and Black Panther first appeared in Fantastic Four number 52 in July of 1966. So <laughs> one might have been inspired by the other. I'm not sure. I won't. That would be amazing if they were inspired by the comic. We will call <laughs> ourselves Actually, no, wait, uh, the... debuting several years before such early African. No wait, never mind. <laughs> I was like, oh, here's a new bit of information that's totally unrelated. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, that's cool, though. Um, yeah, Luke Cage, his tiara, rest in peace. I'm very sad. They better get a, a reference to a tiara, you know. Like, oh, he, has to, he has to run through a costume shop or something, and uh, a tiara falls on his head. Maybe, maybe he's a tiara collector. Maybe he's forced to play with a, a little girl, and she puts a tiara on his head. Oh, and he, and he has to have a tiara. Yeah. Okay, I, I have the official word from Wikipedia here. Okay. The Black Panther's name predates the October 66 founding of the Black Panther Party, though not the Black Panther logo of the party's predecessor, the Lowndes County Freedom Organization, nor the segregated World War II Black Panthers Tank Battalion. So, <laughs> they stole it from Marvel. They stole it. Wow. So they could have been called the the Fantastic Fours or <laughs> the Modocs or the Hellfire Club. I think the Fantastic Fours were a much smaller group than the Black Panthers. There should be like a comedy skit of just the Black Panthers sitting around going, how about the X-Men? Uh, <laughs> no. No. Oh, I don't know. The very first black superhero is uh, Black Panther. Let's call ourselves that. Okay. <laughs> mm. yeah, that would be cool. Uh, so one, another thing I was going to ask you guys about was there's obviously been little rumblings. I don't know if you've how much you've heard. I don't believe them. I know one of our listeners, Rebecca, who you guys obviously know as well, is like chomping at the bit to know what's happening with this. That there's been rumblings that the Iron Fist character will not be having his own TV show, but it will be a Netflix movie instead. And the the thing I've heard, but I think a lot of this is speculation, is that it would be where the Iron Fist show would have been, they would do a, a Punisher show instead. And I'm kind of not that keen on that idea for reasons I've said before, is that I think he's more of a supporting character. But how would you guys... Yeah, exactly. How would you guys feel about if they did, like, say, other characters, like, rather than do a TV series, but they introduced, like, say, they went, oh, we're going to do a Moon Knight movie on Netflix? Oh, oh the, the entire Marvel Universe is open to them now. The uh, the mm-hmm. show was so successful for Daredevil that they kind of have their pick of what they want to do. But um, I think we, we actually spoke about this in our last podcast uh, for, mm-hmm. the, for the same reason that um, I've been seeing the, the rumors around everywhere, and they do seem a lot like clickbait. You know, yeah. How much how much news coverage is out there for for sites to cover? It seems like it, they're they're using a negative story just to try and get more visitors to their sites because there really doesn't seem to be a huge amount of truth to it. Mm. Um, I think I'd love to see some some other smaller characters get the Netflix treatment, I suppose as it's called. Um, but there is very much the the, the confirmation uh, again from Jeff Loeb at New York Comic Con this year was that all four of those shows are titled and and they are ready to go. Uh, mm-hmm. including Iron Fist, and that they will lead up to the Defenders. Um, there is no doubt that I'm sure Netflix have their wallets open uh, to get more to get more characters if uh, <laughs> if people are willing to watch them, you know? 
and they've been doing a really good job so far. Um, but yeah, I think there's there's so much setup within Daredevil for the character. If you mm. if you may have missed it, um, I'm sure I'm sure you guys didn't. Uh, but there is a lot they of setup. They gorged on all the Easter eggs I gave them, all the Iron Fist yeah. Easter eggs. <laughs> yeah, loads, and, loads. and potentially in Jessica Jones. Uh, yes. Mm. Yes, which we won't talk about. Which we won't talk about. <laughs> but there is a little bit of a, a bit of connections, I'm sure, um, being set up in there, and and we know obviously the big connection with uh, with Luke Cage and uh, and Danny Rand is that the two are are, are very close, uh, have a very close working relationship, yeah. good friends. And um, so just the, the very presence of Luke Cage is a setup for Iron Fist, really. So um, I don't know, having a having a Punisher standalone show or. A, uh, Daredevil mini movie. I, I I don't know. I don't don't really see. Excuse me. Sorry. I, an Iron Fist mini movie. Um. I don't really see the uh why they would stray from the path that seems to have been hugely successful for them on Daredevil. Agreed. They could do a She-Hulk one. That would make me happy. Oh, that'd be awesome. I'd love yeah. to see that. But I'd love to see I would, that as well. <laughs> I would just love you know even if they don't do a She. I would just love like Jennifer um to have like a a cameo in you know like Matt Murdock goes up against her in court. That would be great. And she's wearing like a green a green business suit. Just as a little She-Hulk. <laughs> She-Hulk will never show up in any live action thing. I'm saying this right. I'm putting this down as a bet right now. Uh, as long as as long as yeah, you can quote me on that. As long as, she, as, long as she's named She-Hulk, she will never show up. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree. What do you mean? What is that? It's too corny of a name. But you, but you guys love her. I do, but yeah, like. But you think it's the general public just will think she's a joke, just with yeah. that name. That's a shame. I don't know. Supergirl is a series now, and that's not exactly a complimentary name for yeah. age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they could go off world. They could. Yeah. What, what do you mean? Planet She-Hulk. Like with World War, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> even worse than just calling her She-Hulk. Okay, I'm resigning from the ideas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and one of the other things I was going to ask you guys about, because we, we um, covered previously, uh, when we did Daredevil, we almost weekly had news about Suicide Squad for some reason, <laughs> mainly because that was when all the news about, um, you know, the images of Jared Leto's Joker were coming out, and we were like, what? Yeah, we that, yeah. Oh, but what I wanted to know was they've they just announced that Suicide Squad the movie is going to be a PG thirteen, um, which really surprised me because I thought it was going to be like a, a lot harder rated, like a, yeah. what would it be like an R rated? Seeing as Deadpool is going to be an R rated, um, like what do you guys think about that? Because obviously with DC they've done uh, their shows so far on. Um, uh, the CW and I can't remember what, what channel Supergirl airs on, but they're much CBS, more yeah. family friendly. Um, I mean, Arrow and Flash can get a bit dark, but they're much more family friendly. Um, and then, you know, the movies, none of them have been super dark, really, I don't think. But Marvel seems to be going darker, even if it is Fox or, you know, Marvel Studios with Deadpool doing an R-rated film for Deadpool. And then obviously what they can do with sexuality and violence on Netflix so, like, what do you guys think about that? I just wanted to know, because obviously you cover Gotham as well. Um, yeah, and I, I suppose that's the one you haven't mentioned. Gotham is actually a pretty brutal, mm. violent show at times. It, it can be really violent, and at times I'm, I'm really shocked that it gets the it gets an airing at, at 8 to 9 p.m., which is earlier than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. gets. Wow. I'm quite surprised they get away with the violence sometimes in, in some of the weeks that we've covered. But then it is coupled with kind of a more kooky approach to it, which <laughs> I suppose... 
I don't know whether that pairs it back in the minds of sort of the censors or whoever schedules the times for this, but um, yeah, I'm surprised that the Suicide Squad definitely mm-hmm. not going sort of all out to mm. really um, embrace the name by going for maybe an R rating like Deadpool. Um, I mean, just on the side, when uh, when the Joker image came out with all the ha ha ha. I don't know whether any of you saw um, him. Someone had done a Photoshop of Jared Leto dressed up like Ronald McDonald with that <laughs> as well. Um, so instead of ha ha ha, it had the it had the golden M, and uh, you know he had red hair and all this kind of stuff. Um, so maybe they're going that route. Maybe <laughs> with, the, with the PG thirteen. That would definitely take it down but, in the ratings. I mean, it would make like, it more terrifying for me because <laughs> <was actually>, <laughs> you wouldn't eat a burger from McDonald's ever again. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I, I hope it, it feels like they're not embracing what Suicide Squad is, maybe, and mm. um, by by pairing back on the ratings. But that's mm. that's just kind of how I feel. I do I do remember some discussions at the time of even just not having the name the same, uh, changing the name from Suicide Squad because having it over the marquee atop a cinema saying Suicide Squad is a bit uh, could be a bit much for some audiences bringing their kids to see uh, to see a, a connected Batman film as well. So um, mm. it is it is quite interesting. But you know the one thing I will say we mentioned about. Deadpool earlier on and how, how I'm not sure how it's going to work but uh, I'm not too sure specifically going or right or whether it's going to work it's going to draw out some fans but I think they're going to be surprised with how, how many of their audience uh, for that character are in their young teens yeah. so putting it over is going to be interesting to see whether they're going to get people into the cinema to watch it I think it's going to become I think it will be more of a culty film I, I don't think they'll from what they sort of said so far I don't think it will probably get the numbers that they want but would be much more of a, a culty film that, you know, gets discovered more, and, you know, digitally and rather than in the cinema. Whereas, whereas it feels, I suppose, with Suicide Squad, if they did put it as an aura, it would probably be a barrier to a lot of the audience, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Harley Quinn being the other major character in there was obviously created for the animated series for Batman. Mm. Um, so she's got a much more connect, much bigger connection with a much younger audience than uh, than a lot of characters would. And you don't put Joker hidden behind an over-18 certificate or an over uh, that, kind of, that kind of age group, do you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. I'm, I mean, I'm not the DC fan on the uh, on the podcast. Like Robin um, is the, is more of the DC fan, um, but it's kind of it is very interesting. Like particularly at the moment because we are so spoiled with um, comic book properties coming out, you know, and just just to see sort of the differences in how they develop some of them. And even though I'm much more of a Marvel fan, you know, it doesn't mean I necessarily want DC properties to fail, you know. I'm just like, hey, the more comic book properties, the better. Yay. You know, (laughs) I'm super excited about Preacher and everything coming out soon as well. I can't wait. Um, So I would just love it to just be, you know, loads of comic book movies. But uh, yeah. When Netflix just sets up the Netflix comic book uh, 24 yeah. hours a day, I could I could watch that. Ah, oh, it'd be so good. <laughs> well, that will be uh, 13 hours on uh, next Friday. Will be me mm-hmm. this time. Luckily, I have the day off work, so I won't be watching overnight. So there won't be sleep deprived Facebook messages from me going. Oh, episode 10. Oh, oh, my hand. Look at my hand. Oh, sleep <laughs> like this, like last <laughs> last time. Um, yeah, and uh, I will be on Skype all day for that. So if anyone else is watching, then um, it'll be cool to chat. I think, uh, again, um, our listeners, Rebecca and Vicky, are going to be like popping in and out of Skype, probably go, I'm on this episode. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, it'll be fun. Cool. I don't know if you guys had anything else you wanted to, to talk about. 
I'm a terrible host. <laughs> I, there were, really just, I, I don't know. There were like 18 different things, but I just kind of waited. <laughs> but all of them passed already, so. Oh, I don't know. Oh, sorry, uh, Robin. Oh, no, it's okay. I think the last thing was the whole DC fan thing. I'm just, uh, Robin. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm definitely, a, I'm a Smallville fan. <laughs> More than a DC fan. <laughs> um, and uh, I just, I'm, I mean, the dark direction they want to go with these DC films is kind of disconcerting because it just feels like, I don't know. You know, if you want to appeal to younger kids and do violent, uh, violent uh, comic book movies, it's just, it's, I, I just wish, you know, it would go one way or the other, you know? I don't mm-hmm. know. It, they could make some spectacular, fun superhero films that are light and, and full of, uh, full of good morals and different things like that and keep it good for the kids. But, you know, if you want to do like a hard hitting, you know, Super villains uh, on a team together being very immoral. I mean, man, it sucks that it can't be R. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really does. Where's the like Joker? The, the um, Fantastic Four Oh, go on. Sorry. Yeah, no. I was just saying the Joker is like a super evil, vi- super violent, disgusting <laughs> villain. Is like uh, you got to hobble his legs. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Was it, he's an evil clown. He's, you know, yeah. he's terrifying. More, more terrifying than Pennywise the Clown. You know how much I love Pennywise the Clown. No, no, he's not more terrifying than Pennywise. Come on. Pennywise, Pennywise is adorable. Is a giant spider. Pennywise is adorable. <laughs> Shut up, Robin. He's lovely. I love him. Um, yeah, I was going to say, like, with the, you know, doing films dark, like with the Fantastic Four movie, fan, sorry, Fan Four Stick, um, you know, what about the Fantastic Four makes you go gritty and dark? It's just, oh, yeah. it's ridiculous. So yeah. It just makes no sense. That should have been, like, had a very light touch, almost like a kind of Captain America, like the Captain America the First Avenger touch to that film, I think. And it would have been really good. And, um, yeah, and now they've kind of destroyed the property, so... Yeah, never mind. Maybe we'll see them pop up in a Marvel Studios film at some point. Never know. Never know. It'd be great to have it back. Yeah. Sounds like we might get a new contender for the casting of Captain Marvel, though. Oh, who's that? I don't know, the girl that just knocked out Ronda Rousey. Oh, really? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, she just got knocked out of the big title fight. Yeah, I'm still on the... I'm, I'm, I am still on the Elizabeth Banks train, except I think she's probably too old now, but I think, you know, a few years ago, Elizabeth Banks, That's- Captain Marvel would have been great. But I'm also kind of... I would quite like Natalie Dormer because I just want Brits to play all the... Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm greedy like that. So I just We're want... a lot of them. Yeah. Well, it's like I want Dan Stevens as Iron Fist because he's a Brit. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, uh, you know, I just want us to, to, to be all the superheroes, Robin. Sorry. <laughs> I, well, we can see it in the superhero world, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well... In that case, should we announce the winner of our competition? Yes. <laughs> the next episode. That'd be fun. Uh, I think we'll have too much to discuss the next episode. <laughs> I think we should announce it now, I think. So I should also add that I've put an extra little bonus. I've got the, the prize box next to sitting next to me right now. So just to recap, the competition was just leave us a, a little uh, review on iTunes. And I would write your name on a piece of paper. It's very high tech. Um, the way we do this, and I put it in a cup, <laughs> and then I shake, shook it, <laughs> and I'm going to pick one. 
And um, the prize that you win is a box that I have next to me that's absolutely chock full of um, goodies from Lush, which is where I work. So it's a very fragrant box. Um, but they're all purple in honour of Jessica Jones coming out and the character The Purple Man. Um, but I've also chucked in there a postcard I did of a Jessica Jones tarot card that I drew. And postcards of, let me see, Jessica Jones, Matt Murdock and Luke Cage that I drew. And the winner gets a drawing of any character from Daredevil of their choice, including Tiny Nurse and <laughs> Mrs. Cardenas and whatever you want. Guy, guy who spiked yeah. his head, uh, John, John <laughs> whatever his face was, him, John Healy. You know, whatever character you want, uh, even the swan <laughs> out of episode nine. If you want the swan, I'll pick the swan for you. Excellent. Yeah. So, uh, I would pick the owl, just saying. You will pick what? I would pick the owl. The owl? Oh, the owl is a dog. I'd love to draw the owl. But I'd make sure to, like, like, just give me a picture of what his potential could have been. Oh. <laughs> you know? Well, what his, full his son, remember, remember I said his son is Leland Owsley Jr. He, he will yeah, avenge his father and be the owl of our dreams. <laughs> be awesome. Mark my words. Mark my words. Right. <laughs> so you can hear a rustling. This is all the entries, everyone. Okay. Hey, Russell. Hey, Russell. Hey, Russell Brown. Oh. Right. right, let's have a drum roll, guys. Can, can you do me a drum roll, please? <laughs> I have picked one and the winner is and this is the username so I actually have no idea who this is so contact us via the Facebook group or Twitter uh, and let me know who you are the winner is DWNYC99 congratulations DWNYC99 yes congrats couldn't you have picked an easier name (laughs) (laughs) they were all usernames so um, yeah so uh, that's that's the the username Uh, if you're listening congratulations you have one Uh, drop us a note uh, let me know which character you would like drawn, and obviously PM me your address, and you will get sent this lovely box of purple goodies. I'm assuming that's Dan. I'm assuming. Dan W. No D W, and then it's N Y C, and then or nine nine. Oh. We have a we have a listener named Dan Wilson. I'm thinking. Oh, it's it might be Dan. Yeah, you're right. Oh, if, if so, congratulations, Dan. If not, then congratulations, whoever you are. <laughs> 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 Congratulations out there. And don't worry, I will I'll probably do a prize for um season two of Daredevil and Luke Cage. because uh, it gives me an excuse to draw more Daredevil things and that's what I like <laughs> doing. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, well done. And I uh you know, as we get to the end of this episode, I need to thank our lovely, lovely pals from Defenders TV Podcast. Thanks guys. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. Do you want to mention your podcast again, where people can find you and just what you've got coming up for coverage for Jessica Jones and stuff? Yeah, um, you can find us on DefendersTVPodcast.com forward slash iTunes, or just search Defenders TV Podcast on any other good podcast catcher, any Android podcast catcher. Um, and we're going to be releasing, we're going to have a hunker down and a, a watch fest uh, on the 20th. And we will be releasing one on the 20th and then a couple more over the weekend, followed then by one a week uh, after that. Mm-hmm. That will be our schedule. So it will be uh, a nice little concentrated um, three episodes up front, uh, three or four episodes up front. And then we're going to do one, release one a week after that. That's awesome. So we hope uh, really that everyone enjoys it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So if you can't wait for us to get to like the the later episodes um, because of the newbies, then uh, you can listen to these guys talk about it instead. Yeah, and then follow up and listen to you guys afterwards. Yeah. Uh, you are definitely not listening to it, Robin. You're not allowed. <laughs> You're already a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. No more cheating for you, I'm afraid. And, well, I, think, um, I, think the, I think we've already decided on the first line of our episode is, uh, and when we were in New York, when we saw this episode with Robin from the Defenders podcast. <laughs> yes, please throw Robin under the bus. <laughs> Sorry, Robin. Uh, and what will you guys be covering once you've uh, covered Jessica Jones? Like, are you Have you got any plans to do anything else before uh, yep. the release of Luke Cage and Daredevil Season 2? Yep, next up it's been confirmed that uh, Agent Carter Season 2 is going to be coming to the UK and Ireland in uh, in January again. So um, well, so it is going to be following the, the broadcast of the US. So we're much closer this time and I'll take us up into... Uh, up into probably February or March, uh, as the movies for next year start to get released with uh, with Civil War, as John likes to say, all leading to Doctor Strange in <laughs> All roads lead to Doctor Strange. <laughs> exactly. uh, and of course, then with Daredevil Season 2. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah, very exciting. I'm excited about yeah. Age of Past Season 2, uh, which is coming out in January for my birthday. Thanks, Marvel. Lovely. <laughs> cool. Cool. And I should ask my my co-host as well, is there anything you want to plug from this week that you guys have been up to uh, or any um, episodes you've got coming out soon that you're on? Yeah, you got something, right? I do. I've got a video game podcast that I started with another. (laughs) It's called Matt is Wrong About Games. <laughs> I guess there's two mats. Two mats. We're both wrong about games somehow. <laughs> uh, it's for you to decide who you agree with. Um, yeah, we've got one episode up. Look for us on iTunes. I have to say, Matt, I'm very much enjoying your coverage on Facebook of Fallout 4. <laughs> and I actually managed to have a conversation with someone at my work the other day about Fallout 4. Uh, with which my whole knowledge of the game was from watching your videos. <laughs> and I recognised his T-shirt was a Fallout T-shirt, so we had a conversation about it. Nice. I have to actually say, yeah, I've never played it and have no idea really what it is. I like to educate people. Absolutely. Robin, have you got anything you want to plug? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm continuing on the, the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph. Uh, very happy to say that we just got featured in an article in geekandsundry.com. Um, really, really kind of freaked out about that. So that was awesome. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're going to have a, a guest from the show uh, next week, I believe, uh, is going to show up. Um, so look forward to that. Also, we're, we've got, uh, Redemption Cast, uh, started again. That's the intro cast about Angel. We're just starting on season three, and it's, it's a good time to jump on. Excellent. And, um, yeah, as you can all still find me on Intro to X, which I'll be doing in half an hour. Um, and we are on season seven, and I'm still very sad that Crycheck has not reappeared. Um, please don't tell me if he does reappear or if you do just PM me so I don't get in trouble on my podcast but I would like to know because he's my favourite character Uh, cool so next week guys we will be talking about episode one of Jessica Jones yay very exciting Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, Robin. Whatever. It's episode two. You gotta look forward to. Whole episode. Yeah, I gotta wait two weeks or something. Yeah. Whole episode, Robin. You're just gonna be going. Well, it's nothing new to me. What else? <laughs> <laughs>
Whatever. When I saw this oh. in New York, uh, I was thinking, no. Well, Robin, Robin, I'd just like to say, when I saw them filming Jessica Jones in New York. <laughs> <laughs> you probably saw two seconds of whatever we're going to see. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see what episode it was, because we could kind of work out what was happening, but I'd be like watching the show and going, oh, it was that. Oh, cool. cool. <laughs> it was like, Wouldn't it be hilarious if it was the final scene of the 13th episode? <laughs> and it sets up something huge. Cheater now! <laughs> I'm the ultimate cheater pumpkin eater. Um, but the, yeah, the title of episode one is AKA Ladies Night. Do you guys have any predictions, Matt and Mel? She's gonna get real drunk. It's gonna be, yeah, she's gonna, she's attending a bachelorette party for one of her friends and they're gonna go to like a stripper bar or something. I don't know. <laughs> Do you think they'll end up doing karaoke and singing, It's ladies' night and the feeling is right. Oh, what a night. <laughs> yes. That would be good. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, we will find out next week. Um, we can give you predictions. We're not going to them. <laughs> you can give us spoiler <laughs> predictions if you like. <laughs> it's going to be good. Spoilers are welcome here. Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be so good. And the reviews, um, there's uh, been some press reviews of the first seven episodes. And a lot of people have been saying it's better than Daredevil. I'm kind of like... I, you know, there's always a lot of hype, but I'm really pleased that the reviews have been really good. Because the one I, review that I I stumbled <laughs> upon was just like this girl completely shit all over it. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like the one review I I end up hearing by accident is like <laughs> I've read some oh, really good reviews, which is is very good. exciting. But I'm yeah, I am I I'm really happy at that because as I've said before, like when we were talking about Daredevil, there didn't seem to be as much hype among fans. Like I definitely think there was among critics, but among fans for Jessica Jones as for Daredevil, because a lot of people mm. were like, why has she got a series? Mo 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 mo. So I'm re- I'm really pleased that the that it's been really positive feedback because I think the character is awesome. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Cool. That's- so what should we say to take us out? This week, I think I think um, you guys should take us out in Defenders TV podcast style. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> you can you can give us an Excelsior if you like. Ex- what? Excelsior. Excelsior. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Defenders podcast. Yeah. We were really pleased to um, to be on the show, and we hope to have you maybe on Defenders TV podcast in the future. Definitely. Just let us know when, <laughs> and we will be there. Cool. Yeah, be cool. Bye. Thanks so much for having us. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it, and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!